What's up? This is Vegas, Mr. 702, a.k.a. Westside on Minds. And thank you for tuning in to another beautiful production of Under the Armour Podcast. I appreciate you taking the time out of your day, giving me that positive energy, and allowing your ears to be tantalized and entertained by my words. So come with me as we once again go Under the Armour. Antonio Brown has been in the news all week since he decided to have a tantrum tantrum while playing for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as they went on to defeat the New York Jets. Now, Antonio Brown is such a complex individual and Honestly speaking, he is a success story. Low-drafted player out of Western Michigan, gets picked up by the Steelers, and through hard work, dedication, honing his craft, becomes the best wide receiver in the league for maybe two or three years, putting up just... Matting S, Hall of Fame, all pro-type stats, 116 catches, 1,400 yards, 10-plus TDs in consecutive years. However, it is to be said that while many are arguing if Antonio Brown will ever play another game in the NFL, I come here to just speak about a certain level of self-realization, self-actualization, and self-responsibility. Because what happened last Sunday was not a one-off. It actually, to me personally, is a pattern of misconduct. I mean, you can go all the way back to 2018 when Antonio Brown was bench by the Pittsburgh Steelers um, for not showing up to practice or when he was traded to the Raiders in 2019, he actually jacked up his feet in a cryotherapy machine because he didn't wear proper footwear. That same year in 2019, he actually um, threatened to retire because he couldn't wear the helmet that he desired. Once again, that same year in 2019, he was fined $54,000 for missing team workouts. And instead of taking the responsibility, he actually posted it on Twitter shunning the Raiders. That same year, he was actually released by the Raiders because of his patterns of misconducts, and he was actually picked up by the Patriots. Now, if you know anything about the NFL, you know the Patriots are the golden standard of NFL um, just sportsmanship, NFL 
the way they conduct themselves, so everything. So if you go to the Patriots, you have to be ultra buttoned up. However, in the same year of 2019, he was actually sued for sexual assault, which will we not talk about because I feel like those are the type of situations that have to be settled in court. And I don't want to really speak on that. But it got to the point where in one year, 2019, he was traded from the Steelers to the Raiders. He was released by the Raiders. He was signed by the Patriots. And then he was also released by the Patriots. Because of his um, patterns of misconduct and his violations, he was actually suspended eight games before being signed to the Buccaneers last year in October of 2020. Now, when he was actually picked up by the Buccaneers, he did great. He kept his head down. He played well. He actually played pretty dominantly in the playoffs to the point where he was one of the deciding factors to why they actually won the Super Bowl. And many thought that this was going to be the building block in which Antonio Brown was going to uh, revitalize his career. However, December 2nd of 2021, it is found, or before December 2nd of 2021, I would say around November, Antonio Brown was exposed for supplying the NFL with a fake vaccination card. Fraudging a vaccination card is actually a federal offense. And you can actually do real drill time because of it. However, the plot thickens because he was exposed due to refusing to pay a chef for services rendered. And that chef got so upset that he decided that he was going to get back at Antonio Brown by letting the world know that he had done this misconduct. So the NFL had to come down with another discipline, which was suspending him for three games for the fake vaccination card. Upon that, he comes back and in his first game, he kills it. I mean, 10 plus catches, 100 plus yards, multiple touchdowns, just going off. And then the fatal day of January 2nd, 2022, Antonio Brown decides he wants to disrobe, runs off the field, do jumping jacks, this, that, and the third. I am here to tell you that Antonio Brown needs to get help. I know this from just personal fact. There are times in life where we have been in a downward spiral and we need help, whether that's counseling, whether that's uh, rehabilitation, whether he needs to go on a journey of self-enlightenment. He needs some type of assistance. However, this this patterns of behaviors, these patterns of misconduct are something that if not registered, they kind of become the downfall of all of us. I know growing up, I know at the age of 32, we all know somebody that had so much talent, so much, um, so much potential, so much, um, untapped success. And oftentimes it's because of their, um, self, demeaning, self-destructive behavior. Like when you think of Antonio Brown, a millionaire, supposed to be able to 
comprehend things. An older gentleman, been in the league going on probably a decade. But it is the patterns of misconducts, the patterns of of infractions that continue to make him discreditable. Continue to make him a person that is looked at as a problem. Continues to have those who may have a prejudice or have a negative feeling towards him to be right because they affirm that he doesn't have the self-discipline in order to regulate his own self. We have to understand that when we don't discipline ourselves, we allow ourselves to become completely impulsive creatures. And while if you ever watch the Discovery Channel, that is something that is perfectly fine. And a lion is a lion based off instincts. A giraffe is a giraffe based off instincts. A shark is a shark based off instincts. However, us as humans, we have the ability to think in a critical problem solving way. And so if he was an animal, nobody would look at Antonio Brown's behavior and think anything of it. They would just they would just believe that he was running off instinct. However, this self-destructive behavior is becoming so prevalent that it is going to rob him not only in a financial way, but it's going to rob him because he had the the he had the opportunity to have a pro bowl all pro maybe top 10 wide receivers of all time type of career his story went from somebody who was able to defy odds just able to overcome a multitude of things to a person who got to the pinnacle of professional sports and then began to just self-destruct and inflict so many problems upon themselves that it is quite utterly sad. Like, I feel sad for Antonio Brown. I feel sad because I don't know if he's going to get it today. I don't know if he's going to get it tomorrow. I don't know if he's going to get it this year or maybe five to ten years from now. But there's going to be a time in his life in the future where he's going to be able, where he's going to sit down and he's going to have to reflect on the things that he have he has done and he's going to have to really really take that in as in just breathing that knowing that because I couldn't control my temper because I couldn't control my emotions because I was not in control of my responses two situations. We all are entitled to be mad and upset. We all are entitled to have strong feelings about certain things. However, we are judged by the way that we respond to any and everything. And if you have the discipline to feel a certain type of way, be upset, be angry, be mad, but still be able to um, be able to conduct yourself in a way that is positive, that is secure, that is respectful, that is palatable to the people, you are able to get so much more done. 
that tantrum tantrum that Antonio Brown threw not only made himself look bad, but it is my strong belief that it was a shot at African-American men around the world. He was conducting himself in a way where those who have biases and prejudice against African-American males simply saw a monkey performing in a way that they've already placed in their mind is how black men act on a day-to-day. And that behavior is so hard to correct in their minds because we are destined to conduct ourselves that way. I think he let himself down. I believe he let his family down. And I believe he let the African-American male species down because on national television, you decided to act without reason, without logic, without a sense of good judgment. And you allowed your emotions to detonate and explode. And you are a 30 plus year old man having a tantrum tantrum in front of the entire world. So this year, um, one of the things that I'm doing is a daily stoic journal. Um, It's 366 Days of Writing and Reflection on the Art of Living by Ryan Holiday. Um, If you ever read the book, The Daily Stoic, it's pretty good. So I have the journal and I also have the daily passages. Um, So they stoicism for me is a daily walk. Um, I started practicing stoicism about four or five years ago and... As I've begun to grow and mature in it, it has definitely had a very positive impact on me personally. It has altered my personality and it has allowed me to deal with some of my childhood trauma in a way that was different. However, one of the passages um, states this. The chief task in life is simply this, to identify and separate matters so that I can say clearly to myself which are external, not under my control, and which have to do with the choices I actually control. Where then do I look for good and evil? Not to uncontrollable external, but within myself to the choices that are my own. And so much of what I've been just thinking about this last week is about what I can control, what I have dominion over. Um, One of the strongest philosophies within Stoicism is that what is within our control is our own thoughts, emotions, desires, choice, and actions. And that everything that is not within that frame, we really don't have any control over.
we really don't have any control over what the day may bring, but we have control over the mindset that we bring to the next day. We don't really have control over how people treat us, but we have a control over how we respond to how people treat us. Um, So often we are trying to be in complete control. And I am very, very much guilty of that. I am type A personality. Um, I want it how I want it, when I want it, and where I want it. And even learning not to be in control so much is a daily practice for me. And it is sometimes hard. I know that I have issues when things don't go the way I want them to go, especially if I felt like if you would have just did this or if this would have just did this or if this would have happened, it could have been done in a better, more effective and productive way. However, when looking at the way the Stoics believe in control, we as a people, we don't have control over much. And the things that we do have control over, we need to be extremely obsessed about. Because the things that we can control are the things that should matter the most. And oftentimes, we can be in a uproar about how certain people treat us, or this happened to me and it wasn't fair, or... I'm getting the bad end of a stick. However, even if you were to get a bad end of a stick or somebody was to do you in a way that is not right, you really don't have the control over that. So therefore, you shouldn't be obsessed with that. You you have to almost divide manners into three categories. Things that you have complete control over. Things in which you have some control over, but not complete, i.e. influence, etc., etc. And then there are things you have absolutely no control over. Um, One of the things that I use a lot in one of my sayings is that I believe that you shouldn't really care about things that you can not directly control. And so I have a very relaxed mindset because I feel like you have to not be so critical of things that are beyond your control, that are not something that you can phase quickly. Like, perfect example, if you're in a relationship Though you may have influence over your partner, though though you may have the ability to impact their decision making, you really don't have control over them. They might submit to you, which is a choice that your partner makes. But even in that submission, it's a gift. And that is something that can easily be taken back. And even within that submission... um, 
depending on how y'all define submission, who's the alpha, who's the beta, who's the dom, who's the sub, they are also entitled to make their own decisions, which may easily be in direct conflict with you. And so you just can't can't sweat it. Like, perfect example, if there is a flight that's delayed due to weather, no matter how upset you get, no matter how mad you are, no matter how much you wish, no matter how much you complain, no matter how much you grind, that flight is still going to be delayed because it was something that was outside of your control, the weather, the earth, the nature. And so we have to very much practice understanding those situations. Another great example of this is just a common prayer that, you know, if you was growing up in a church, you know, the serenity prayer. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. And I think it's so powerful, that last one, the wisdom to know the difference. Like, unless you're really paying attention, you're really being in the moment and you're really using your mind to think and not your emotions to guide, you will have the wisdom to understand, is this something I can control? Is this something that is within my domain that I have absolute control over? And understanding that if it is not, you really, really have to have the wherewithal to understand that you just can't control it. You can't change it. You can't You can't focus on something that you really don't have the ability to determine the outcome. We all have to govern ourselves before laws, before government, before, you know, before anybody or anything judges you for actions done, you have the ability And the access to judge yourself. And if you become a person that governs themselves based upon principles and sound doctrine, then you will have such a easier time navigating through life. That doesn't mean that you're going to be without your trials and tribulations. And that doesn't mean that upon this journey of life that everything is going to be well and sunny and daisy. However, that power of self-government will limit the times that you expose yourself to self-destructive behavior. It will allow you to handle adversity. And it will also give you the wherewithal to understand when things are not going your way. If there are some internal actions in which you need to address in order to better improve your situation. Like we all have to understand that The good and the evil is not outside. It is not external. But a lot of times it is internal and it is the choices that you make each and every day. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. However, I just need you to do one thing. Like share and subscribe if you're trying to reach me personally you can go ahead and hit me up on instagram or snapchat vegas mr 702 or if you're just trying to follow the podcast please under the armor podcast on facebook or instagram under the armor 89 on twitter 
Or if you want to get directly to me, you can use the anchor and you can look up under the armor. Please like, share, and subscribe. The new year, the time of the year where those who own gems are treated as gods and lords. The time of the year where personal trainers are seeked upon like they have the magic elixir to make everyone look like supermodels. I went to the gym earlier this week. Oh, Jesus. I went to the gym earlier this week and almost tweaked out. Like, um, I believe it was Monday. I got to the gym about 4.30. LA Fitness. And it was packed to the gills. You might have thought they was giving out Jordans or Brazilian butt lifts or something. It was just ridiculously packed. And while I would encourage everybody to work out. I think working out is a quintessential part of life. However, for those newbies, I think that we need to thoroughly discuss gym etiquette. And so I'm going to take this time in my podcast to rant and vent. The number one rule of gym etiquette is put stuff back where it belongs. There is no greater arc than trying to look for a set of dumbbells and one weight be in the correct spot. And then you have to scour the entire gym for the other matching weight. One of the great things about the gym is that it's it's self-taught like it's it's common sense you put the 45s where the 45s go you put the fives where the fives go you put the plates where the plates are supposed to go it just uh, it just makes sense another etiquette during premium prime time be respectful about the station that you are in the squat rack is for squats. Once again, the squat rack is for squats. They are not for selfies. They are not for arm curls. They are not for overhead press. The squat rack is for squats, especially, especially when the gym is at prime time. Another thing, please, 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 please understand that unless the gym is empty, you cannot occupy two areas at the same time. And I know for a lot of times you might be doing a superset or a circuit are something where, say, you're doing chin-ups in combinations with the bench press. However, if you wanted to do a workout like that, you need to be in a gym of that nature, i.e. a CrossFit gym or a HIT gym or a gym which is not so crowded. Nobody wants to wait on an individual to do exercises on a piece of machine 
that they're not even occupying only for them to come back and be like, yeah, I got like three more sets on this one. Like, no, nah, man, no. Nah. Also, be respectful about your selfie slash Instagram slash TikTok slash whatever other social media platform you want to use. Like, if you are doing a set, taking a picture, 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 you just turned a 10 minute workout on this, I guess, bench press or squat bar or whatever into a 30-minute glorious picture-taking situation. I don't know. Have somebody else take pictures of you. Figure it out. Just do not be the person that is steadily on their phone while you could be doing glorious, glorious, glorious exercise. Another thing, please, 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 please. And this is one of my biggest pet peeves. And this is probably the only time where I really, really will go out my way to communicate with individuals. If somebody that seems or approaches you or appears to be a knowledgeable individual within the weight room comes to you and tells you you are doing something unsafe, you are doing something unsafe safe in the gym. Don't argue with that person. If you are a person that you can't even get up 225, there is no point for you to put 315 on the bar only to pick it up off the bar and do what many would consider false reps. It's dangerous. If that bar was to fall on your neck or just any type of Things can happen. And oftentimes um, when a person comes to you in the gym and is telling you you're doing something wrong or you're doing something unsafe, it's because they care enough about you to have you not be injured. There are so many times in the gym where people injure themselves, not because they were working out hard or they were working out at an insane rate because they were working out incorrectly. They were moving the weight in a way that was incorrect or they was the amount of weight that they were using for an exercise was not correct. And so they didn't either get the full motion or the motion was extremely compromised because of their inability to control the weight. Lifting weights is not about being bigger or stronger than somebody else in the gym. Because honestly speaking, you never know where that person started, nor do you know what type of supplements that person is on. If somebody is extra saucy, aka using steroids, HGH, and whatever else, they're going to be able to do things in the gym that you have no, no, no idea how they do it. The amount of weight they lift, the, the type of exercises they're doing, a bodybuilder compared to a CrossFit person, a CrossFit person compared to a basketball player, a basketball player compared to a football player, a football player compared to a boxer. All of these individuals have different workout goals and have different routines and have different areas in which they specialize in. Like, perfect example, a lot of football players are going to have a robust ability to squat weight. I mean, 
big, deep, strong squats. Where you look at a basketball player, while they may use less weight, they're going to be focusing on having quick twitch muscles and being able to jump off the ground and get over a 10-foot basket. Now, that is quite contrary to a person who is a boxer who's going to be focusing on maybe having... Um, low weight, high rep for muscle endurance, being able to go 10 rounds of a fight, which is completely and utterly totally different than a bodybuilder who is simply lifting weights in a way to create mass definition and to, uh, to build an ultimate physique. So when they are on the stage and they are flexing, that it shows the results. Last but not least, if you have fitness goals, I encourage you to do whatever in your power to obtain those goals. Being being that fitness is something that I preach about all the time, whether it's you're trying to get in shape for health reasons, whether you're trying to get in shape for personal, you know, I, I, I want to get back in my high school shape or I'm trying to get back in my college weight. Or if you're just trying to look good naked, all of those are okay and very real motivations. However, please stick to it. One of the greatest jokes going on, one of the greatest jokes you hear in the gym is that the people that's there in January won't be there in March. And a lot of it is to be true. However, if you have paid money to a gym or if you have paid money to a trainer or if you have put these fitness goals down, not only do I want you to meet those goals, but I want you to surpass those goals. And the one real way you can surpass those goals is by being very consistent. Consistency is the magic elixir to most things in life. Being able to do it over and over and over and over and over again, building that momentum, reaching your goals, surpassing your goals, and even setting new and higher goals. Thank you for listening to another episode of this podcast. Thank you for allowing my words and my thoughts to occupy space in your brain. Thank you for giving me the time to express myself in an articulate way. However, I must, I must encourage you to be more real, be more human, and be more honest. And please continue to listen because each and every week we shall dive deeper and deeper under the armor.